Sometimes our tech overlords do the right thing, and the right thing will always tick off the left. The China virus disaster needs to be made into a disaster again, and they're doing the best they can to make it that way. And here are some updates from the Olympics in Tokyo. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbass to Talk in Politics. Hey, hey, welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. This is Gene. All right. So let's get to it. So a good thing happened uh, this week. And actually, a good thing has been happening the last couple of weeks. And a better thing is happening next week. Jeff Bezos blasted into space yesterday, reaching about 65 miles above the Earth. It was a beautiful launch. I did watch it. The... Uh, it occurred uh, two weeks after Richard Branson of Virgin Atlantic launched into the upper atmosphere about 55 miles up. Uh, Bezos' ship was called the Blue Origin. Here's some information about it. Uh, first off, uh, the ship did look like a penis. I have to bring that up because that's the first thing everyone is bringing up. And um, it did look like one. It looked like Dr. Evil's from... Uh, Dr. Evil's ship from uh, the, um, I can't remember what those movies were because I never really liked them, but it was, it was a uh, Austin Powers movies. So it, it did look funny. The whole trip cost about 5.5 billion, but understand something. This was a test. This wasn't a something that was just for him. Uh, just for Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos ended up being on the ship, and he was aboard with his brother, Mark. He was on board with a gal named Wally Funk. Yes, that's a woman that, I don't know, we don't have women today, but she's an 82-year-old aviation pioneer. She is officially the oldest person in space, and she wanted to be an astronaut back in the 1960s, but was rejected by NASA because she was a woman and they would only allow men on spaceships back then. So, I mean, there she is. I, I, I think that's great for her. I think that is great for her. She deserved to do this. And she did. And the final person was a guy named uh, Oliver Damon, who is an 18-year-old Dutch student. And he ended up being the youngest to fly into space. So we had the oldest to fly into space. We had the youngest to fly into space. And now we've had the richest to fly into space. Uh they climbed to about a hundred they uh flew on basically a hundred ten thousand pounds of push from a rocket that was set up with super cold liquid oxygen and hydrogen propellants and it got them uh they went at to speed three times the normal force of gravity which is 3g at 45 miles up the rocket which was pushing them forward disconnected and via SpaceX, it landed nice and safely onto the ground so that it could be reused in future launches. By the way, this is an awesome discovery SpaceX had that said, you know, we shouldn't be building rockets every freaking time we send up. Let's make it that these rockets can actually land and we can actually stick the rockets back onto the capsule so that we can take off using the same rockets and stop having to recreate. That is a great invention. Remember in the 60s and 70s, the rockets would actually split apart so that you only had the capsule left and you lost millions of dollars 
possibly billions of dollars in today's standards on uh, rockets, and you had to rebuild them all over again. And that's one of the problems I think you had with the space shuttle program, which, by the way, was a massive failure. As much as we love the space shuttle, I love the space shuttle, the space shuttle program was a failure because the reality is when the space shuttle went up into space and then came back down, it actually almost had to be completely rebuilt. Not to mention we lost two of them. So it wasn't like the space shuttle program was a great thing. Um, at 66.5 miles in the air, the, the crew enjoyed about three minutes of weightlessness and was three and a half miles beyond what NASA defines as space. So unlike uh, Richard Branson, who went 55 miles up, and he thought he only had to go 52 miles up, they actually went into the NASA definition of what space is. And they enjoyed about three minutes of weightlessness. The capsule then returned to Earth, landing in the Texas desert. This is also a great new discovery. Because in the old days, back in the 60s and 70s, and I know Chad out there, he probably is not listening, but the reality is, in the 60s and 70s, they used to land in the ocean. Even SpaceX right now is landing in the ocean. And they did this because it was safer. Now these guys actually went in, landed on hard ground at 13 miles an hour and had no problem. And they had air drafts that shot out right before they touched so that the uh, air would slow it down to literally land nice and softly. Brilliant, brilliant. After the 10 minutes speed and after the 10 minute flight, Jeff Bezos, who was the first to leave the capsule because this seemed to be a big deal, in a cowboy hat because he's in Texas, sat there and actually had some clumsy words about, and it's important to understand He's not a public speaker. He can be the CEO of the largest company in the world, but he's not a public speaker. And he clumsily wanted to thank everybody. But he said this, and it was just, it was used by the left later. We're going to talk about that in a second. But here's Jeff Bezos, new astronaut. And then I also I want to thank... Uh, every Amazon employee and every Amazon customer because you guys paid for all of this. So seriously, for every Amazon customer out there and every Amazon employee, thank you from the bottom of my heart very much. Now, I, here, here, it was a very clumsy speech and that was going to be used against him. And I think this was wrong. Now, this would seem like it's a great thing, right? It would seem like that's awesome. He went into space, we're forwarding space travel, we're forwarding research in space, we're forwarding ways to get into space. We now have three private companies, SpaceX, Virgin Atlantic, and Amazon, who are now competing for commercial dominance of space. We should all agree that this is a good thing. But the leftists don't look at fantastic achievements of these three companies. They decided to attack the individuals who own those three companies. Elon Musk, Richard Branson, and Jeff Bezos, respectively. Who actually made this whole thing come true? Bernie Sanders, after the launch, tweeted, 
Quote, am I supposed to be impressed that a billionaire went to space while he's paid zero in federal income taxes some years and the workers at his company struggled to afford medical bills, rent, and food for their kids? Nope. It's time to invest in working people here on Earth. Well, hey, here's the problem with Bernie. Um, Yeah, he should be impressed because what he did, what Bezos did, is an impressive thing. He said he made a similar statement when... Richard Branson went up. Elizabeth Warren tweeted, quote, it's time for Jeff Bezos to take care of business right here on Earth and pay his fair share of taxes. You know, here's a little hint. Bezos does pay his fair share of taxes. As a matter of fact, I'll go a step further. He pays more taxes than most people. He pays his personal taxes. Um, Amazon pays their taxes. There's a ton of sales tax that is taken away. But we're going to get into that in a few minutes. I, I can't stand the lie that these people don't pay their fair share of taxes. AOC, of course, she had to tweet out. She doesn't tweet about Cuba, except to blame the United States. But she decided to tweet, quote, Yes, Amazon workers did pay for this with lower wages, union busting, a frenzied and inhumane, work, inhumane workplace and delivery drivers not having health insurance during a pandemic. And Amazon customers are paying for it with Amazon abusing the market power to hurt all small, small businesses. I, I got to be honest with you. There's so much wrong with this tweet. It's almost not funny. First off, Amazon workers and Amazon customers did not pay this and pay for this. This was a clumsy statement by Bezos. And I'm sure he's going to hear about it. I'm sure he's going to go off on it later. The employees of Amazon work in a free market. They receive what the market will bear for what the job that they do. If they don't like, if they find that Amazon is uh, cruel, they can quit and get another job. And here's the other thing. Um, or they can actually improve themselves. Or here's something wild and crazy. They can actually go out and invent their own space rocket. Amazon customers did not pay for the space exploration flight. They paid Amazon for their rolls of toilet paper to be delivered. Amazon took the profits from the toilet paper rolls that I bought and reinvested it into Amazon, which, by the way, hired more people. And Amazon is making the world better. But here's the thing. Here's the thing with these freaking politicians who do absolutely nothing. Okay? And by the way, before we get crazy with the tax thing, because the tax thing annoys me, I've said this before. The top 25% of earners in the United States pay 100% of the net taxes. That is a fact. End of story. Jeff Bezos pays a ton of taxes. Just because Jeff Bezos makes a lot of money does not mean he does not pay his fair share of taxes. I guarantee you, Jeff Bezos himself is paying more taxes than probably a million people pay in one year. So it the fair share thing, I'd love a definition of fair share. And he's not paying zero net, he's not paying zero taxes. 
He is using the system to pay the taxes that he has to pay. And by the way, that goes for Bill Gates, who I don't like. That goes for any of the billionaires or millionaires out there that manipulate the tax laws that are on the books, including Donald Trump. But here's the reason why Bernie, uh, Chief Warren, and AOC hate the accomplishment. First off, this proves that capitalism works. Competition between private companies creates innovation and better technology. I'm going to say that again in the podcast, and I've already said this once in the podcast. Amazon's trying to be better than SpaceX. SpaceX is trying to be better than Virgin Atlantic and Amazon. You could tell when when Bezos said, when Branson went up two weeks before uh, two weeks before Bezos. And then when Bezos said, yeah, but he's not going as high as I'm going, that's the competition that drives innovation to be better. And then you've got SpaceX and Elon Musk saying, okay, we need to do more to keep these guys down so that we are the primary competition in space. And this technology that the government, this is technology that the um, private sector is coming up with that the public sector, which is the um, NASA, could never come up with. Isn't that a good thing? An example of that would be, you know, the first SpaceX launch that I saw that the astronauts came down. That was about a month and a half ago, two months ago. And one of the things when they asked Elon Musk about, he said that, well, it wasn't, it was a great, they survived. Everything was fantastic. I'm very happy about that. But you know something? Between six and seven minutes that they're coming down, we lost communication with the spacecraft. He goes, we need to fix that. We need to make it. That's the innovation that these guys think about that NASA does not think about. They just assume that's the way. I never thought about that, but it's true. That these guys couldn't communicate at certain points. And Elon Musk is thinking, no, we should be able to communicate from start to finish. We should never lose communication with our astronauts. They also take away the profits that enabled this advanced technology. And I mean the liberal, the communist, socialist Democrats. They take away the profits that enable someone like Amazon or SpaceX or Virgin Atlantic to re-input into their system to create this technology. Let's not forget something. AOC wants the federal government to invest in high-speed rail. She wants to raise taxes, $95 trillion over 10 years, so that she can make a high-speed rail system? What is this? The 1850s? We should be in space. We should be colonizing the moon. They push the big lie that Bezos, Branson, and um, Musk don't pay any taxes. That's just not true. Finally, why are we listening to people who have hired no one in Warren, in uh, Sanders, and in AOC? 
never ran a business and have gotten rich off the taxpayer's dime. What the hell have these people done before? Jeez, AOC was a bartender, a part-time bartender. Her first full-time job was being a representative in Congress. Bernie has actually been kicked out of a commune because he was too lazy. He wouldn't do his work. The media, of course, is also blasting this because the media is a socialist network. That's what they are. They're just standing in for the Democratic Party and supporting everything that they say. No, I forgot one thing before I get into that. Um, Ro Khanna actually said on CNN that they shouldn't innovate because they need to pay their taxes. They shouldn't be reinvesting in innovation because they need to pay taxes. It's crap. Okay, back to the media. Ro Khanna is a complete freaking moron anyway. But anyway, so the Washington Post tweeted, for Jeff Bezos, Richard Branson, and Elon Musk, rocket ships have become the new super yachts. Uh, WBUR, W-B-U-R dot org, wrote in an article, But there is something deeply wrong with our society when three of the wealthiest men on Earth, including Jeff Bezos, spend billions of dollars on an ego-fueled race to space, while the world is reeling from a global pandemic and people on our planet are quite literally starving. A new Oxfam report finds 11 people are likely dying every minute from hunger and malnutrition outpacing COVID-19 facilities. This as Jeff Bezos prepares for an 11-minute thrill ride. The Verge wrote, as long as the space industry is dependent on billionaire funds for spacecraft built for billionaire and millionaire customers, the perception that this is a hobby for the ultra-wealthy will inevitably remain. Quote, we have to deal with the fact that billionaires trying to make more money are the public face of the space sector right now. End quote. Brighton Whedon, a director of the Secure World Foundation, a leftist organization, I might add, said. And of course, JacobinMag.com titled an article, Leave the Billionaires in Space. Notice something about these articles. It's always pushing class warfare. It's, and it does this through greed and envy of the people that aren't billionaires. It also takes a look like, it also makes the look like a luxury instead of the great accomplishment that it is. Like, this is just a big luxury. Oh, it was just a super yacht. Yes, right now, spaceflight is for billionaires. Now. But soon it'll be for millionaires. Then it will be for the wealthy. And finally, the regular Joe. You know what else only billionaires had before? Regular flight, televisions, cars, cell phones, smartphones, computers, wine, and travel. All of these things are available to regular people right now. You see homeless people with smart pound, uh, smartphones right now. That's how it starts. The rich innovate. And that's how they ended up rich in the first place. And eventually it comes down to regular people like me and you. These articles also bring out that poverty, always bring out poverty around the world. Yes, people starve. Yes, people are poor. But there's always been poverty 
There always will be poverty. Jeff Bezos not having a space program is not going to change that. As a matter of fact, it's doing the opposite. Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, and Richard Branson having a space program is creating jobs. And it's not just high-tech engineering jobs. It's jobs for little people that are actually creating the devices. And definitely paying more taxes by these guys is not going to fix any of these problems of civilization. I matter of fact, I don't want I don't want Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates, I don't want any of them paying taxes. Because taxes, as far as I'm concerned, are theft. What has any politician that has screamed more taxes ever actually accomplished? Zero. Nothing. Zero. Space flights over the last couple of weeks and the upcoming flight by SpaceX, where they're going to join up with the International Space Station, are fantastic and they should be celebrated. They innovate. The private sector, because of competition, are always ahead of the science game because they're trying to outdo each other. Competition is good. Competition is an instinct of man. And we need to accept that. And don't be jealous of somebody who has a lot more money. He has a lot more money because of a reason. Let's And let's not forget, these guys did not inherit money. Jeff Bezos started Amazon in a freaking garage. Bill Gates started Microsoft in a freaking garage. <coughs> Elon Musk started SpaceX, started Tesla as just ideas that he grew. Space exploration, innovation, and eventually colonization of space <coughs> excuse me, is going to be necessary because we're going to have need it for defense. We're going to have to control space so that we defend the homeland. We've got to think about overpopulation. How much, how much human humanity can the Earth survive? We're going to have to take a look at the moon of Jupiter and Saturn, moons of Jupiter and Saturn that can possibly hold life. And we're going to have to create colonies in foreign planets. We're going to have to worry about resources. We have a lot of people in this thing, in this world. We're going to have to worry about getting resources and possibly from other planets and send those resources back. And again, those resources might be something we've never seen before. And we can innovate from those resources. We also have to think about protecting the Earth from space objects like meteors. We need the technology to blow meteors up. The dinosaurs, theoretically, were killed by meteors. We already know we've had several huge meteors hit the Earth that have caused um, uh, total destruction events. We also need to think about us on this planet and maybe inject dangerous terrestrial materials from the earth into space so we don't damage the environment environmentalists never talk about that what about nuclear waste what about those batteries from the prius cars those lefties drive to save the environment those things are actually quite dangerous for the environment finally what we need to do we need to go in and we need to investigate the mysteries of the universe, and we're not going to do that by sitting on Earth and just using telescopes. 
the other benefits to this is it's costing the taxpayers practically nothing. This is all being done by private funds from private business. The government used to build the rocket ships, and they used to spend trillions, billions, if not trillions of dollars on this stuff. Well, now let the private business do it, and the government pays with tax money what they want. And the reality is it's probably going to be far more stable than anything the government's ever done. Because the government sucks at everything. And this, again, I'm going to say this again, it proves that capital is awesome. Capitalism is awesome. Do you think that China is going to be able to compete with us in space with their government-run program? They can't. They won't. Sorry, shoot. They just reached the moon. They didn't put a man on the moon. They just put a spaceship on the moon. They just put a rover on Mars. I mean, to the point we're not even sure if they've actually been to the moon or Mars. We, we know they've been to Mars because our rover took pictures. Folks, we've been to Pluto. We've got a spaceship that is going beyond the solar system. Are we seriously going to think that China can keep up with us? This story reminds me why I'm a conservative. I'm not greedy or envious, and that makes me a happy person. I love capitalism, which makes me a happy person. I think our country is awesome, and the best country, in best civilization in human history. And I see Amazon, SpaceX, and Virgin Atlantic are doing, and that proves it to me. The left always has to see the badness and negativity in everything this country does. It's getting tired. It's getting old. It makes them look like a bunch of bitter, old, grouchy men. And the reality is, even that is controversial because there is no man, there is no woman, it's all fluid, blah, 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 blah. It's crap. I love this country. I love what they said. Okay, next story is, here's the thing, the problem with an emergency of any kind where, is where the government feels that that emergency gives them the ability to take more power because the government people in government typically are power hungry the problem for us is the government will gin up some reason to keep an emergency going even if the emergency is over just because they're trying to gain more power and if the emergency ends they have no reason to do what they're doing that's what the government is trying to do with the china virus the United States is now seeing that the de Delta variant of the China virus is actually hitting the United States. Now, this variant is originated from India. It's far more contagious than the previous three variants, and even vaccinated people can catch it. This has led the government to start panicking again. Los Angeles is now requiring masks no matter if someone is uh, uh, indoors no matter if someone is vaccinated or not. Now, the good news is the Los Angeles County Sheriff Department said we're not enforcing this rule. It goes against science. It's stupid. We're not going to do it. Schools in California are going to require all students to mask up in school, even though there is no evidence that the virus has passed from child to adult and less than 350 kids under the age of 18 have died of the virus since the pandemic started. So basically... Kids can get the virus, they probably can't pass the virus, and they're definitely not going to die of the virus. Colleges are going to require all students to be vaccinated, 
And children as young as three are recommended to wear a mask. Doesn't matter that studies have shown that CO2 levels in children rise when they wear masks all day, which is very bad for them. This is all BS. It is an attempt to keep this emergency going, even though it is over. And we can use the government's own actions to define that. I mean, let's face it. Gavin Newsom, Whitmer, uh, Cuomo in New York, they all have violated their own edicts. In California on Tuesday, this is an example. This is science, by the way. The science they don't like. On Tuesday, there were 4,723 new China virus cases. Now, that's way up. At one point, we were down to like under 1,000. But how many people died? That's really the question. How many people are actually dying of this virus? Four. In California, 30 million people. Four people have died of the virus. When the pandemic was in full swing, 2,000 people a day died. The hospitals are not being overrun in California. So there's no reason to start wearing masks or worry about people actually catching the virus. Research has shown that the vaccinated do not die of the Delta variant. They usually do not even show symptoms. The federal government doesn't want to be concerned, doesn't seem too concerned since they're letting illegal aliens with no vaccine or testing requirements into the country and they're actually releasing them into the cities. We talked about that yesterday. A substantial number of people coming over the border are infected and no one seems to care. And even the media is trying to curb those numbers. They're trying to say, no, the numbers are wrong. In communist countries like Cuba and the Soviet Union, the tyrants always claim to be in perpetual revolution. That's always justified their tyranny and made the people hold their heads up a little bit in patriotic pride, even though they're being repressed. That's what's happening when the government sits back and pushes a perpetual pandemic. They need to continue having the pandemic, just like the Cubans and the Soviets needed a revolution so that they can scream about how their power mongering and their tyranny and their repressive policies are justified. But what I'm really surprised about this whole thing is that no one is asking or even seemingly curious about where this virus came from and if the United States, specifically the NIH, actually financed it. Who heads the NIH, by the way? The, that love of the left, Anthony Fauci. Rand Paul, who is a real doctor, He's an optometrist, which is a very difficult medical profession to get into. It's up there with like brain surgeon or heart surgeon or veterinarian. Veterinarians are very difficult. Um, he sat back and he thinks Fauci is full of crap. He got into an argument with Fauci about the gain of function work done at the Wuhan lab. Fauci decided to use language, definitions. To actually deflect blame. To, the two ended up calling each other liars. Not a heck of a lot was accomplished by this. 
but it does embarrass Fauci, and Rand Paul did have kind of a better argument. Listen. Caused it. It no is, is molecularly. Those virus caused the pandemic. What we're alleging is the gain of function research was going on in that lab, and NIH funded it. That you is can't not. Get away from it. It meets your definition, and you are obfuscating the truth. I'm not obfuscating the truth. You are the one. Time is expired, but I will allow the witness to. Let me just finish. I want everyone to understand that if you look at those viruses, and that's judged by qualified virologists and evolutionary biologists. Those viruses are molecularly impossible no one's to result they are. No in SARS-CoV-2. Cause the pandemic. We're saying they are gain-of-function yeah. viruses because they were They're animal not. viruses that became more transmissible in human, and you funded it. And you, you admit the truth. And you implying. Senator Paul, your time has expired, and I will allow witnesses right. who come before this committee to respond. And, and you are implying that what we did was responsible for the deaths of individual. I totally resent that. that. Have and if anybody is lying been. here, Senator, it is you. If you watch the video, Fauci is nervous. He's flicking around a rubber band. His hand keeps shaking. He's getting angry, but I also think he's getting called out. The argument they had is about gain of function. Now, gain of function is when a virus is manipulated so that it takes on more qualities than it originally had. It's actually, it's actually quite common for the creation of vaccines. What Rand Paul is arguing is that China used gain-of-function to make an animal virus, which is COVID-19 or the China virus, transmissible to humans. Now, he's not saying whether China did it on purpose or not. I, he just said they did it, and that's it. Fauci is, and, and he's saying that the United States actually... It gave China money to do this kind of thing. Now, Fauci is arguing that the molecules used for gain-of-function weren't responsible for the pandemic and weren't actually intended to create a more virulent virus. Basically, what Fauci is doing, he's not denying that they did gain-of-function to change it from an animal virus to a human virus. He's just denying that it was intentional, which... It may be intentional. It may not be intentional. I don't know. China is making more money now since the pandemic started than they were before. So I'm not exactly buying this stuff. And I think Fauci is also covering his ass because uh, from a perjury charge because he did lie about this. And that information is coming out. Here's the thing. I don't think any of this matters. I think this is a waste of time. I'm thrilled that Rand Paul is making Fauci look like an ass. Because Fauci is an ass, and I really am tired of him running on CNN and MSNBC every day and making these grandiose claims about how deadly this disease is. I have just three questions. Was this virus created in a Chinese lab? I'm pretty sure it was. Every evidence says it was. And China has basically killed anyone who could testify to this. Did we fund that Chinese lab. Here's a newsflash. That's a big deal because China is the enemy. We're trying to make China into a friend. They're not. They are the enemy. And we're giving them money for creating possible biological weapons? This is insane. We need to stop treating China like they're an ally. They're not. They hate us. They want to kill us. 
They want to take over the civilization. Finally, if it's proven that the China virus was created in a lab, and whether it was leaked accidentally or purposely, what's the global community going to do about it? Are we actually going to go after China? What are we going to do about it? As far as I'm concerned, Rand Paul and Tony Fauci, that was all political theater. I, I really don't care. I don't think anything was answered here. If anything, the best thing that could have happened is Fauci lost credibility, which he should have lost a long time ago. Nothing else matters than those three questions. That's all I want to know. Okay, the Olympics. I'm not watching the Olympics They're going that are happening in Tokyo. I don't care. I, I really just don't care about the Olympics. It's gotten weird for me. I don't care about the NFL, NBA. I love the NHL. I still watch the NHL. I, I, I don't care about the MLB. And you know what? I don't care about the Olympics either. But that doesn't mean that there isn't fun stuff going on. Well, in the Olympics, uh, the IOC had a problem. The IOC has a problem. And they've had this problem for years. And that problem is the athletes like to have sex with each other. Now, this isn't a shocker. I mean, these guys are all athletic. They're all virulent. virulent. Uh, they're all, you know, sexually strong because of their athletic abilities. And they're all, pretty much all of them are really good looking. So it's not a shock. And not to mention they're tense. They need to blow off steam. And so this has been a big problem. Well, the IOC's biggest problem was keeping a stock of condoms. All right. I think in the last Olympics, the IOC, which gives condoms out to the athletes, actually ran out of condoms. And that was their biggest problem. Well, the IOC, because of uh, the China virus, has decided, okay, we need to stop the athletes from having sex. Now, okay, I mean, I understand why you want to stop the athletes from having sex. I'd be more worried about, like, I don't know, chlamydia, herpes, HIV, or syphilis. But, you know, hey, if the, the, the China virus is the reason, I'm, I'm good with that. Whatever. Stop them from having sex. So what they decided to do, they decided to give each of the Olympic athletes a cardboard bed. Now, that bed, the reason what their train of thought here was that the if there are two athletes on a bed doing the mattress mambo, they would probably break the cardboard bed well that's clever i'll give them that that is clever probably not gonna work apparently there was an irish gymnast who started jumping on the bed to prove that the bed could actually handle his carnal delights rice mcclanahan proved that those beds are strong enough to handle two bodies and that the ioc failed Listen to this guy. In today's episode of Fake News at the Olympic Games, the beds are meant to be anti-sex. They're made out of cardboard, yes, but apparently they're meant to break at any sudden movements. It's fake. Fake news. I know, this isn't a news story, but it's funny as crap, isn't it? I, it's just, you, come on, guys. I mean, my God. Hey, here's a newsflash. Why would, they, why would the IOs think, see think that even if these damn things did work um they weren't just gonna have sex someplace other than the bed and the other question is 
I, I'm thrilled that this 130-pound Irish gymnast can't break the bed jumping on it, but I'm pretty sure some of those weightlifters probably don't need a second person in the bed to break it. But I, I just thought, you know, it's funny. I it Just where do these guys come up with this? Okay, in the other Olympic story that happened today or last night, because uh, or yes, tomorrow, I don't know how they the time change works, but this is the biggest uh, story in Tokyo this week. The women's soccer team all knelt before their game today to um, embrace Black Lives Matter. Then they proceeded to lose to Sweden three to nothing in what was considered the most embarrassing loss that the U.S. women's Olympic team took. Well, since they lost to that 15-year-old boys team. Good for them. And I've gotten garbage up for this on Twitter. Like, you should be rooting for the U.S. women's team, You all U.S. teams, blah, 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 blah. Well, the U.S. women's team is not rooting for the United States. Why would I root for the U.S. women's team? I don't give a damn if they're the U.S. women's team. You want to disrespect the United States? You want to support a crap organization like BLM? F you. I'm glad you lost. I hope you lose. I hope you get beaten again. And you end up not even getting to the second round. That's what I absolutely hope. I hope they lose. I hope they don't even get a medal. And screw Megan Rapinoe. I just can't stand them. All right. Um, I, so we got our, we've got our uh, uh, TikTok video of the day. And, you know, something, this, this TikTok video comes from a, a gal, a guy. I, 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 I'm assuming it's a gal with the first name of Zoe, but it's Zoe, at Zoe Stoller. Again, I would assume it's a girl by the name. I, I would assume he's a she, but you can never know. Maybe she's a he. Well, he, she, or it is describing a new flag that he she or it has come up with and with a new gender that she he or it decided to come with and this gender is called Gesera or desera i have no idea it makes like no sense to me but he here it is and wow i, I wow just listen to this this is the Jexera tribe flag. Jexera is a gender identity that's similar to being a girl, but it's on a completely different plane from the binary gender of woman. Jexera is commonly understood as a feminine gender, but you don't have to dress or appear feminine in order to identify with the term Jexera. The pink and blue on both ends of the pentagon represent the girl and boy genders, while the other colors in the middle represent the gender spectrum. And the green triangle is a visual representation of where Jexera falls on this gender spectrum. These guys are just making crap up now. Uh, they also don't really, you notice this, and you're going to hear some more videos. They're not going to define, they don't ever define anything. They have a tendency to use a bunch of multisyllabic words consecutively, but the whole thing ends up being a gender, gender fluid anyway, which means any comprehensible definition could change at any moment. This is the big problem with these people. You know, here's the thing. This shows that our kids actually need some direction and maybe, I don't know, an accomplishment, a generational accomplishment. Now, you had you had the baby boomer, boomers had a ton of, of generational comp, uh, 
accomplishments. They had the World War. They landed on the moon, right? Uh, my generation, we saw the collapse of the Soviet Union. We saw the um, we saw nine eleven. We saw the uh, uh, the Cold War. We were always afraid a little bit of something. Um, these people, they really need some sort of. I, I personally think we need a world war where this generation, these generations, the millennials on, they actually have to fight for something. They need something. Because apparently private industry going into space is not considered an accomplishment anymore. Or if we land on the moon, we've landed on Mars with their generation. Uh, Jeff, not Jeff Bezos, but uh, Elon Musk is a millennial. I mean, he landed on Mars and no one seems to care. I, these kids have gotten spoiled, bored, and lazy. They don't appreciate anything. They don't appreciate our history. They don't appreciate our accomplishments. They don't appreciate anything. And this Zoe guy or gal or whatever it is, is just sitting around all day and making crap up so that he, she, it can do freaking TikTok videos making crap up. I got to tell you something. I find it tragic. Okay, you can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, YouTube, Stitcher, um, a, a bunch of uh, um, Podbean and Rumble. You can visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I do have a ton of fun freaking links you can look at. Also, you can look at the videos. So if you want to see what the Zoe looks like and... You want to see the Olympic uh, athlete jumping on the plastic bag bed, and you want to see Fauci look like an ass? Take a visit. Okay, this is Gene. Welcome. Uh, I hope you had a good time. See you tomorrow. Or not tomorrow. Tomorrow's Thursday. I'm probably going to be off tomorrow. Uh, see you Friday. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>